0: The unofficial sponsor of Sunny Talk Sports is Hardwood and Hollywood. Hardwood and Hollywood is a part of the complex media family. We've got an awesome crew of writers keeping you updated on what's going on in sports and pop culture. We'll be starting our 2017 18 NBA season coverage very soon. Division previews, predictions, and I'll even be unretiring my top 50 NBA players countdown. That's right, it's coming back. Hardwood in Hollywood is also the exclusive home of my two podcasts, the Hustle and Overflow podcast, co-hosted by my good friend and former college roommate, Weston Hunter, and also this very podcast you're listening to right now. Let's get to it. Paul Clark joining me on Sunny Talk Sports tonight. Pauly, what's going on? Oh, you know, just living the dream, brother. How about you? Living the dream in Albany, New York. I'm good. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm, I'm not doing very well in our picks. That's what we come here for every week to pick the NFL games, and I've been below 500 both weeks, unfortunately. And you haven't been much better. <laughs> It's been rough. It's a feeling out process for us. Uh, the the big score is though two to nothing me right now. That's correct. We we are keeping a overall tally just for bragging rights and a weekly tally. So for two weeks, Pauly, you are ahead two to zero. Um last week you edged me out by a game. You were eight and eight, I was seven and nine. Not good. But is it, it this season's been weird, right? It, I'm not alone in thinking that. It I don't remember getting through two weeks of a season and feeling like there are like only eight good teams. Yeah, they're, they're, there's there's Isn't a that major, football yeah, there's a major drop off after the top teams. It doesn't seem like there's too many like middle of the road teams and uh The the bad thing is, one of the teams that I think is middle of the road is 0-2, and that's the Chargers. So, so it's it's hard to say. (laughs) I mean, two of the teams that we said, you know, last week we discussed who we thought could make the playoffs, Jacksonville and the Rams. What happens? They both come out and lose. (laughs) Yeah, we we were a little premature with, with anointing the Jaguars and Rams, the two surprises of the season. Although um, although we both did pick the Titans last week. Well, let's, yeah, let's yeah, we, we both picked the Rams, but we both did pick the Titans. Yeah, we sniffed out that that was a a virtual must win for the Titans if you don't want to start up the year 0-2. But it was a less than stellar performance by Jacksonville, and, you know, we thought that Rams defense might, might feast on the Redskins, a, a bad offensive line, and the Redskins kind of – did whatever they wanted to them yeah yeah it was very surprising i mean they they really ran the ball extremely well especially when i mean rob kelly got hurt early in the game and he had close to 100 yards before he got hurt which really surprised me i, I wasn't really expecting that at all neither was i i, I was actually feeling really confident about that rams stick i After that, we did the podcast, and I think we kind of settled on the Rams were probably a little bit safer of a bet to to actually make the playoffs just because it looked like the AFC top to bottom was better than the NFC. But I I was really surprised that the Rams didn't take care of business in in that Week 2 game against Washington. Yeah, as was I. I mean, going into the season, I think we discussed, you know, we kind of thought, the AFC was a little top-heavy, and the NFC might have had better teams, but after watching the first two weeks, I think the AFC is top-heavy and has the better teams. <laughs> well, well, let's do because I, I kind of wanted to map out, and maybe we could do it every week. We could do a top six and a bottom six in the league, and we might as well start at the top. And through two weeks, and it's early, I have five of the top six teams in the league from the AFC. Yeah, I have I have the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Broncos, the Patriots, and then the Falcons. And and I don't have those aren't in order one through six, but those would be my top six. Those would probably be my six as well. Um, I'm not there on the Ravens yet. um, I'm not sure I'm there on the Broncos yet. Um, I, I, guess those, I guess those two would be the the two vying for that last spot in the top six, right? We feel better yeah. about Oakland and Kansas City and Pittsburgh and New England than either of those two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It feels like every year the league gives Denver two home games to start off the year. I mean, it, it never fails. I mean, they start off at home every year. Um, and it's just – I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not on the Trevor Simeon train just yet. He did look good. It's, yeah. it's too early to anoint him the the quarterback of the future for Denver, but he he has looked very competent in the first two weeks, much more than I was expecting he would after what we saw from him last year. Yeah. Um, you know. That Dallas defense isn't great, and they were extremely banged up Sunday to go with it. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, playing good football, give them credit. I mean, Denver got a great defense, but I, I think I, I feel like we saw this book. That's how it opened last year when they opened four and all, uh, and then they kind of hit the wall when they started having to play on the road. So, we'll we'll see what happens. Do we have any idea who the second best team in the NFC is? Well, if I told you my pick for the second best team, you might laugh at me, but right now I can't. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh yeah, I, I, I was going to, that was going to be my guess, because you, you had them last week against the Giants, and that that's ultimately the, the pick that won you the week last week, the Monday night game against the Giants, and you know, I I rarely make excuses on this podcast, but I blame that that loss solely on the fact that I didn't get a chance to see how bad the Giants were on Sunday night against Dallas. Because everything you told me about them, you what? undersold it. You no, know, it was true, <laughs> but you undersold it. You you suckered me right into picking the Giants and not flipping over to Detroit. Yeah, I, I give you a lot of credit. And in, in the heat of battle, you suckered me right into that Giants bet. <laughs> I mean, I you're, you're, you're playing dirty. I respect it. <laughs> I mean that. That uh, I mean, when you can only cross your own 35-yard line one time in an NFL game, something's seriously wrong. That was really bad. That that's, there's that's so much, much wrong with that, that football team. That, yeah, they they got serious problems, and and it starts with their offensive line because that is bad. It was terrible. Yeah. It was Eli was sacked five times. And it One I time mean it just, just by himself. Just he was going to, yeah, he was just like oh, yeah. I'm done. It was just like the line was terrible. Eli wasn't putting the ball on the mark even when he had time to throw. It looked like the receivers were out of sync. They have no run game. I don't know how everybody got suckered into thinking that that they might be the sleeper in the NFC before the season started, but they, they yeah. did one hell of a job making everyone think that they were going to be a competent football team because they aren't. They they suckered me in because I was like, man, they, they got a lot of weapons this and that. By watching that first week, I said, whoever thought this team was going to be good? I mean, if you, I, you can't block, you can't win. Like it, no, it, it it starts right in pee football. If you can't block the other guy, you're in big trouble. I mean, it's so, very true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. All right, so bottom six, the Giants are there. Who are our other five? Uh, definitely the Colts. Yep, I would, I would, I would have the Cardinals. Also, they I don't think cold. I have the Cardinals. I, um, the the bottom six, I would have to look at because I. <laughs> I'm not sure I put – the Jets are definitely in the bottom six. Okay, he, he, I have I have a bottom six, and we'll see if you like any of them. Okay. If you like the Cardinals better or worse than any of them. Okay. Giant, Giants, Jets, Bengals, 49ers, Colts, and Bears. I think the Cardinals are better than all of them. They still have an opportunistic defense. And that's the thing, uh, with so many with so many bad quarterbacks, they their defensive backs, they might be able to single handedly win some games. Yeah, I I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I mean they're I'll gonna they're that. gonna play they're gonna play Brian Hoyer and Jared Goff combined four times. Yeah. Yeah. They won't I don't I'm telling you, they won't beat the Rams. I mean, they struggle to meet the Colts. I think they'll split. Sure. I'll say they'll split, but you're you're right. It's not a good football team. And now there's another one that I was suckered right in on. I thought, I thought they'd get that mojo back from two years ago, but it's not happening. Doesn't, doesn't look good. I'll tell you, I watched, I watched a little bit of that Cleveland-Baltimore game. <laughs> if Cleveland doesn't turn the ball over five times, I mean, some of them were on – Big drives. They're right in that game. They're really not a bad football team. I don't think they're bottom ten. I think there are ten worse teams in the league than Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I would. say I mean, so. they, they've they've played two playoff teams so far, and they were competitive. They they held their own. Yeah, and, and Baltimore on their own. I mean, so. And that was a, that. Ended up a fourteen-point game, but they had opportunities to make that a one-possession game. I was fine. Yeah, I, mean, I was fine with the fact that I I picked Cleveland last week, so they're yeah. right there. And they almost got the cover just how you said they were going on the on the back door. Yeah. No, I think that's how they're going to be every every week. Every week they're they're an underdog and they're actually favored this week. Um, so I want to try out a new format just because there are so many bad teams in the league, um, I think we should just make it a priority to really breeze through all of the bad games. And if if we don't have anything to talk about, if there's nothing relevant, we just move on We make our picks and get out of there. Um, just because we might as well spend the time talking about the teams that actually matter, all 10 or 12 of them. I, I'm down with that. All right. Well, with that said, a barn burner on Thursday night football this week. <laughs> uh, adjust your weekly schedules to make sure you're at home. This is appointment viewing. The one-and-one Los Angeles Rams visiting the and 2 San Francisco 49ers. It's almost like Roger Goodell is trying to, to drop these TV viewing numbers. It's like he's – trying to drive away his audience. Yeah, I mean, these Thursday night games, uh, they're hard to begin with because, I mean, it's tough for these guys. It's tough for these guys to play. Yeah, I mean, it's just tough. And, uh, you know, every team gets one Thursday night game, and lucky for us, you know, they don't, you know. has, Has there been anybody to explain why they don't push it back one day and play on Friday? No, I, I I don't know. I, that not I don't not know. that not that one extra day is going to make a huge difference, but it might make some difference. And it's not like there's a great weekly college football game on on Friday nights. It, in fact, more often than not, it's if there is a, well, a weekday college football game, it's on Thursday night. You want to know what I think? A lot has to do with that. I think. A lot of high school football is playing on Friday night, mm-hmm. so okay. I, I'm thinking he's thinking about the TV audiences would not be as big because there'd be so many people at high school games. Well, maybe the TV audiences would be bigger if they gave us matchups other than LA and San Francisco. Uh, the Rams were favored by two. We both like the Rams. Indeed. <laughs> um that's all I got to say about that. I like yeah, idea. yeah, uh Sunday morning nine thirty a m Eastern time we have a London game, the two and Baltimore Ravens versus the one and one Jacksonville Jaguars. The Ravens are favored by three and a half. We both like Baltimore, yeah, this game. I don't know. I think this is going to be one of them Blake Bortles specials. The Ravens defense seems to, seems to cause a lot of turnovers, and Blake Bortles, he does love to give it to the other team. So I, I think Baltimore wins this game fairly easy. I really do. Yeah, this line was about three points lower than I thought it would be. I thought it yeah. would be Ravens by a touchdown, and when I saw that it was three and a half, there was absolutely zero hesitation. Uh, yeah, I felt the same way. All right, moving on. The one and O Miami Dolphins at the O and two New York Jets. The Dolphins are favored by six, and this is our first disagreement of the week. I have the Jets. I I, I was left thrilled. Wait minute, by what wait wait a minute wait a minute wait wait. wait. Yes, I'm taking the Jets. <laughs> so this is the second out of third week that you bet the connected week, Jets. Yep yep, I did, and here's why. I don't think the Dolphins should be favored by six on the road against anybody. Oh, okay. Um, just remember, just remember, I, w- I won the Jets pick that I, that I had them the last time. You did. And it is the Jets home opener. And Miami has been in California for two weeks, traveled back to LA and or back to Miami and now has to go to New York. So, and Jay Cutler is their quarterback. Jay Cutler played a good game last week. Oh, stop. I mean, you know, I'm not a big Jay Cutler fan, but he was dropping some games last week. Look, I know it from experience. He's going to have a handful of games every year where he just absolutely kills you. And I thought the Jets were—I mean, they were outclassed last week against your Raiders. But they played hard. They put, what, 20 points on the board? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think this one's close. This is a field goal game. Oh. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> I don't <I've> got. <laughs> <laughs> what? That was a straightforward quote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I forgot both Forrest is my man. Yeah. Forrest would pick the Jets in that one too. Uh that's, that's your peppers on it. <laughs> the 0 and two Cleveland Browns at the 0 and two Indianapolis Colts, my goodness. Is this stadium going to be half filled? Um I don't think so. Hot. I mean what what would you do if you said, let me ask you this? If somebody said, here's 200 and tickets to the Cleveland game, would you go? Wait, here's what? 200? 200 200 $200? dollars, <laughs> and you gotta go watch Cleveland and Indianapolis play. Oh and yeah, stay i stay till the end. I would just get hammered and eat so much food. <laughs> just spend the whole 200 on alcohol oh, for food. sure. For sure. I mean, the beers are going to be $13 a piece, so I could get a, a light buzz going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For 200 bucks, for sure. Well, And I, we, I, we both like Cleveland. I, yeah, I mean, that's scary. picked up Browns to win on the road, but I just think they're a better team. I, I do, too. I think they play hard, and uh, I, I think they'll win this game. Agreed. Next up, the 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals visiting the 1-1 Green Bay Packers. The Packers are favored by nine. We're we're officially on Marvin Lewis' watch. Does he make it out of Green Bay? Does he get on the Bengals' plane? Yeah, he'll get on the plane. They're not just going to leave him in Wisconsin? Well, I mean – No, I think they'll bring them home. I'm not sure if they'll, you know, bring them home from the airport, but I think they'll bring them home to Cincinnati. Um, Like, like when they're when they're starting their initial descent, they somebody clues them in and say, "Hey, Marvin, get get an Uber." Yeah, you better call Uber because you're not right with us back to the facility. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think. I think Green Bay wins this game extremely easy. Um, Cincinnati just, I don't know what their deal is, but they stink. And uh, one thing does scare me, Green Bay had a lot of injuries last Sunday. They're super banged up. And, you know, that could keep the game close for a while, but in the end it's Aaron Rodgers and Andy Dalton. Eh, I'll take Aaron Rodgers. Close, I concur, but I'll take Aaron Rodgers. I definitely concur. Next up, the 2-0 Pittsburgh Steelers visiting my 0-2 oh, Chicago Bears. Steelers are favored by 7. And if Mike Glennon plays at all similar to how he played last week, Pittsburgh will win by 37. <laughs> Pittsburgh has not been very impressive to start the season. I, I mean, they, have, they haven't been sharp. They haven't been sharp. Um, you know, they, they faced Minnesota last week and Bradford didn't play. Um, one of these weeks, Pittsburgh's high-powered offense is going to look like Pittsburgh's high-powered offense, and I'm sorry to say, I think this might be the week. But no, I have a hunch. I have a hunch that this is going to be the week. We're, we're just a bad football team. <laughs> and I'm not happy about it. So hey, I, I wanna I wanna introduce a new weekly segment. Okay. Since we're we're talking about my bad quarterback Mike Lennon. I, I wanna I wanna do a weekly segment called the Weekly Worst. Since we're both connoisseurs of bad quarterback play, yeah. we might as well start keeping track of the previous week's worst quarterback. Okay. So, so I think retroactively we should give week one's weekly worst to Scott Tolzien, who was appropriately benched after after one week as the starting quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. So I have I have five nominees for the week two weekly worst. We have Mike Lennon, who passed for three hundred and one yards, one garbage time touchdown. He had two interceptions, one fumble lost, and a 23.2 quarterback rating. Andy Dalton, 224 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, a 29.1 quarterback rating. Blake Bortles, who had his stats going nine for nine passing in the fourth quarter, he finished with 223 yards, one garbage time touchdown two interceptions, one fumble lost, a 10.4 quarterback rating. Wow, that's pretty good. It gets worse. Eli Manning, 239 yards, one touchdown, one interception, sacked five times, a 25.3 quarterback rating. And finally, last but certainly not least, Brian Hoyer, 99 yards passing, one interception, sacked twice, a whopping 7.8 quarterback rating. Wow. Those are our five nominees. My vote for Dalton. Dalton? My vote's for Dalton because there's way too much talent on the Bengals' offense for them not to be scoring (sighs) touchdowns. Yeah, I'm staring at that 7.8 QBR. Yeah, for I a mean player. That's, that's terrible. But look and what he got the, on his team. Look what he and the and the 10.4 for Bortles in the Jags home opener. I I could back Dalton. That, that was a lot of a lot of dink and dunk, and Andy almost <laughs> killed the center at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> for that alone, I, I forgot about that play. Okay, Andy Dalton, congratulations, you're the week two weekly worst award winner. <laughs> okay. congratulations, congratulations on being the first winner. One, no, don't forget. Scott oh, yeah. yeah. How really? can I dare How can I forget. Scott <laughs> okay. uh, shame on me. Imagine my embarrassment. I know. The disrespect. <laughs> All right, now we're now we're officially into the at least semi interesting games of the week. Next up, the two and Denver Broncos on the road playing the one and one Buffalo Bills. The Broncos a three point favorite on the road. I gotta tell you, I picked Denver in this game, but I almost gave them that to Buffalo. I, I really think the Bills could win this game. They If Tyrod Taylor could actually throw a pass, they would have beat Carolina last week because Zay Jones was wide open at the one-yard line, and he threw it way behind him.
1: Um, no, no,
0: I, give, I give half fault to Taylor and half fault to Zay Jones because it did hit him in the hands. He, yes, it could have been caught, but it wasn't a good pass. No, that's why. Half fault to both of them. Okay. Well, I went to Denver just because... Uh, <laughs> I figure Buffalo will find a way to lose. I kind of hope Denver loses because I hate Denver, but I went with Denver. I'm in the same boat. I think this is going to be a really ugly, really close, really I guess boring. I mean, it's going to be competitive and there's going to be some hard hitting and probably some good defense, but probably also a lot of bad offense. The Three seems like a perfect number for this line. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a prediction that okay. next week that next week Trevor Simeon is a nominee for the worst quarterback of the week award. Ooh, interesting. Not, not saying he's gonna win, but I'm. I'm gonna. He'll be one of the five nominees. Yep. Yep. Playing on the road, I just got a feeling. I mean, you know, they play two home games against. The Chargers, who are okay, don't get me wrong, and Dallas, who's good, but their defense is not good, and they were banged up, so. I mean, I went with Denver, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills won this game. I really wouldn't. I looked at that one for a long time. I'm in the same boat. Next up. The 0-2 New Orleans Saints visiting the 2-0 Carolina Panthers. The Panthers favored by six points. And I think this is probably the most deceiving game and line of the week. I think the Panthers are definitely the worst 2-0 team I've seen in the long yes. time. Yeah. Um, Cam just does not look like Cam. Um, I don't think the Saints are very good. But I'll take the six points. I mean, Carolina's without Greg Olson, who was Cam's favorite target. Um, I don't know. I, I just figure New Orleans' defense isn't very good, but Carolina's offense doesn't look very good. I, I think New Orleans might be able to stick around in it, and I'll take the points. John, I'll make a semi-bold prediction. I like the Saints going outright. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I like you know. I I wouldn't be surprised at all.
1: Like they like they the should
0: be able to at least move the ball a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, more more than San Francisco or Buffalo did on them. Yeah, and I mean, Buffalo had guys open and stuff. They just yeah. couldn't. You know, they just couldn't finish the deal. Yeah, Breeze isn't going to miss that throw that Tyrod Taylor misplayed in the game. No, no. And Michael and Michael Thomas is going to make that catch. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I'll take the Saints' money line. Nice. All right, probably the best early game of the week. I think this is an early game. I shuffled the games around a little bit, but it would make sense that it would be early. The 2-0 and Atlanta Falcons visiting the 2-0 and Detroit Lions. According to you, the two best teams in the NFC. The Falcons are favored by three, and this is one of the ones that we are different on. I'm a fan. Your, make your case for the Lions. I'm a fan of this the Detroit team. I like Matt Stafford. I like what he does in the pocket. Uh, he keeps a lot of plays alive. They got a nice running game with Abdullah and Theo Reddick. Um, their defense has been playing really good. Um, they rush the passer good. They they cause turnovers. I, I I, I just like Detroit. I mean, Atlanta wasn't great on the road the first week against the Bears. I mean, they looked good at home last week, but, you know, it was their home opener. Mm -hmm. And it was opening a new stadium. So, I don't know. I, I I think Detroit just is getting, you know, they've been underdogs every week. I mean, they were underdogs the first week at home against Arizona they were underdogs against the Giants, and now they're underdogs again. And I, I think that's right up their alley. I, I think they win the game outright. I can see it. That I actually, this was, I take back what I said about Buffalo, Denver, that being the toughest one. This was actually my toughest one. Um, I do think it, it plays to Atlanta's advantage that this is going to be indoors. I mean, they, they looked. So much better playing indoors than they did at Soldier Field, but they definitely don't like the grass. That's for sure. No, no, but I do. I do like. I I like the parallels between this year's Lions team and last year's Falcons team. Yeah, the you know a couple playoff appearances in the years past. Not no real. Playoff success, but always a good offense. They're always missing something. Maybe this is the year that that Detroit finally puts it together. At. I looked at the Falcons' schedule last from last year, and they beat the Panthers and the Broncos in back-to-back weeks. And, they're, you know, those are statement wins. Neither of those teams ended up making the playoffs, but you beat the two teams from the Super Bowl the year before. It kind of puts you on the map. This one could be one that puts Detroit on the map. Yeah. Um, I guess I just need to see it one more week. They 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 look really good against a, a bad Giants team. They handled their business. They were on the road. They got a win in prime time. I like it. Um, but let's see what they do against the best team in the NFC. If they if they can hang in there and play them tough, I'll consider it a moral victory for Detroit. I'll I think that legitimizes them. I, I, that, that's, I think that, that's a really good one. That's going to be a really game. good game. Yeah, definitely is. Definitely is. All right, next up. The 1-0 Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the 1-1 and Minnesota Vikings. We have no line on this team um, because we aren't sure if Sam Bradford is playing. Okay. Do you buy this I feel like I'm hearing even more Bucks hype than I heard before they had played a game and I I don't quite get why there's all this excitement because they beat a really crappy Bears team, but <laughs> Bill Simmons had the Bucks in his top seven in the NFL. I think that's nuts. Yeah, I, I think that's a little premature. Um I would have to see like, if somebody told me Bradford was going to play, I would probably pick Minnesota. It's in Minnesota, right? Yeah. I would probably pick Minnesota to win in Minnesota. If Bradford doesn't play, I would probably pick Tampa Bay. That makes sense. I just – I need to see them play an a actual pro football team before I <laughs> – before, before I make a big deal and anoint them – the second best team in the NFC. 'Cause you're not gonna crown their asses just yet? I'm not I'm not crowning their asses yet. <laughs> and you know, apologies to Case Keenum. Cause he he really made a strong case to be nominated for the weekly worst last week. <laughs> uh, a truly uninspiring performance against Pittsburgh. Yeah, well it, it wasn't real good. Um <sighs> You know, I I don't know. I I don't like the fact that, I mean, maybe, maybe in Minnesota they knew he was going to start all week, but, I mean, if you're just going to leave it in the dark to the guy all week if he's going to start or maybe he's not going to start or, I don't know. I, I don't think that's really fair to the guy for preparation. Oh, no. I mean, no, I, I I'm, I agree I'm sure that. he probably had a better idea than everybody else that he was going to start, but. Yeah, getting a few more reps with the first team. Right. But yeah, I I kinda I kinda hope that Bradford plays just so we get a better idea of what to expect the rest of the season from those two teams. Because they they are gonna be two of the teams that are that are in contention for playoff spots in the NFC. Yeah, I mean opening Monday night in Minnesota they played the Saints, so Bradford You know, he looked good, but it wasn't a Saints defense, so it's hard to say, but Minnesota looked good. I mean, they could run the ball. They got Delvin Cook. They got a solid defense. But with Case Keenum, they're, you know, non-factor. Right. Would they consider signing Colin Kaepernick? (laughs) Without getting into the politics of everything, because I doubt anyone cares about my political stance. Um. There are a lot of teams that should be considering signing Colin Kaepernick because there are at least ten teams with with worse quarterbacks than him. You know, he I... he, he played for the the Forty Niners were really bad last year, but if you look at the numbers alone and you look at the track record of you know what he did in San Francisco, they were a consistent playoff team. I don't know. I, I we hear the guys in shape. Case Keenum is not better than Colin Kaepernick. Scott Tolzien is not better than Colin Kaepernick. How do these guys have backup quarterback jobs and he doesn't? I mean, that's your answer to if he's being blackballed. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. And, you know, I think it's almost the same thing that happened to Tebow. I mean not for the same reasons, but kind of for the same reasons. Didn't want didn't want the noise. That that's the simplest it, way to put it. Yeah, I mean the big matter with Tibo is if somebody signed him for a backup, he was so popular that if the guy played bad, the crowd was gonna want Tebow. And you know, they just didn't they just didn't want to deal with it. And I think right. a lot of a lot of these owners are the same way with Kaepernick. They just, you know, is it worth signing them to be a backup quarterback for all the stuff that comes with it? And, you know, let's be real about it. The, these are wealthy old white men who own the these NFL teams. It's a different type of ownership group as a whole than there is in the NBA. Yeah, uh, A lot of the NBA owners, that's new money. So, you know, a political stance by one of their players isn't as big of a deal, where these guys, they don't want the headaches. Right. But long story short, the short answer is yes. The, the, the Vikings, among a few other teams based on quarterback play alone, should be looking at Kaepernick or somebody else because, yeah how Scott Tolzien and, and Blake Bortles and it, maybe a dozen other guys who are going to see legitimate playing time this year throughout the season, how they have What's jobs crazy? is beyond me. Scott, Scott Tolzien's been, Andrew, er, been on the Colts roster for like five years now. And he's been I mean, for a while. I'm, he was their third string because they had Matt back. but, like, last year he was their backup, too. Like, yeah. I mean, don't they realize, like, this is a problem? Like, this guy's not very good. <laughs> Look, I, I guess they did because that's why they traded for Jacoby Brissett and and went to Brissett with one week of learning the playbook under his belt. Yeah, they're just, like, go up there and run two and ups and seven patterns and call it a day. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's move on. Uh, we have one team coming up next with a promising rookie quarterback and and another with the greatest quarterback of all time. The one and one Houston Texans visiting the one and one New England Patriots. Patriots are favored by 13 and we are split on this one as well. I, I almost went with Houston. I really did that. they play him tough all the time. Um, New England, very banged up at the wide receiver spot. Gronk's also banged up. Um, Belichick just has these rookie quarterbacks that he seems to really cause a lot of confusion to him. Uh, I, I just don't think Houston's going to be able to muster more than – I mean, they're not going to get to 10. So – their defense is gonna to have to be really good. See, I, I think they could get to ten. Patriot's defense, defense hasn't Patriots defense hasn't been great. No, it hasn't been great, but it's and, and you know up, Malcolm has Mal- been great. No, but Malcolm Butler didn't get the start last week for New England. We have no idea what's going on behind the scenes there. Their their offense is banged up. We don't know if Gronk's going to be 70% or 50%. I don't know. I, I think, and like you said, Houston plays them tough. So you could get a little bit of pressure on Brady, maybe make it a little interesting. I think 13 is just a little too high. It's a lot of points. It definitely is. I actually started right in Houston, and I crossed it off, and I just couldn't do it. It worries me. I mean, it could be one of those Patriots games where, you know, maybe Brady looks just like he did in the first half against New Orleans and just is surgical and picks him apart. And very quickly it's 27-3 to and Houston's not making it up at that point. No. no. But we'll see. All right, next up. The 0 and 2 New York Giants visiting the 1 and 1 Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles favored by five and a half points. Have the Giants done anything to be only a five and a half point underdog in Philly? Uh I, I don't understand this. I, I think this is the lock bet of the, of the week. Um, yeah. I, I think I think Philly just hammers this team. I think their I pass think- rush just gets after Eli. And I think this is a total, total annihilation. I think Philly's good. Yeah, I mean they're they're a solid team. I mean, I was I was completely off on them before the year. I had them penciled in for for six wins, and they're they're confident. They're they're they play hard. That Carson Wentz definitely looks like he's made some kind of leap from year yeah, one to year I two. And he's got some weapons, you know. They got, got left some weapons, in yeah. They got Alshon Jeffrey. They signed LeGarrette Blount. So, I mean, I, I just I couldn't understand this line. I just, like, I couldn't understand how the Giants were favored over Detroit on Monday night. Like, I, I just, uh, for anybody that watched the Giants play the first week, I, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. And I think Philly is the, my lead pipe loss of the week. I, I would have to agree. That, that was five and a half when they've lost by what, sixteen and fourteen the first two weeks? Yeah. Something like that. That five and a half seemed really, really low. That's a lot of respect for a football team that doesn't appear to do anything good. <laughs> all right this one's a fun one the one-in-one one seattle seahawks visiting the one-in-one one tennessee titans titans are favored by three and i should have prefaced when i said this is a fun one this is going to be an ugly football game i think it's going to be really low scoring um but i think it's going to be super competitive And um, I think it will tell us a lot about two one-and-one teams that that are probably both going to make the playoffs. But how this game goes will legitimize one of the two as a a real team that we should take a little more seriously than we are right now. I mean, I like Tennessee. Uh, Seattle should have lost at home to San Fran last week. They have their offensive line is terrible, just like the Giants. The only difference is they got a quarterback that could scramble and run for his life and make plays. Um, I think Tennessee just gets after them, and I think they just have more. I, I think Mariota makes a couple plays and, and they win, you know, thirteen six type of game. Yeah, three three feels like a perfect line for this one because yeah. it could be, you know, it could end up thirteen six. It could be ten seven. It could be twelve nine. Yep, and it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be hard hitting, and I think we're going to see two quarterbacks sweating for their lives for for most of the game. Yeah, that's for sure. No doubt about am I'm, I'm I'm intrigued by that one. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good game. All right, two and zero Kansas City Chiefs visiting the 0-2 L.A. Chargers. The Chiefs are favored by three on the road, but this is not – this won't be an intimidating road game. That that was – you know, I thought going into the year that the 25,000-seat stadium might play to the advantage of the Chargers, but it still turns out that half of all their home games are populated by road team fans. And you have to pay $100 to park. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's ridiculous, but I, I guess I mean, not surprising given that it's L.A. and it's the NFL and and whatnot. But I, I went with we the Chargers both, in this scheme. I, I yeah, the, we both like Kansas City. No, I went with the Chargers. Oh, you went with the Chargers? Yeah, my bad. So yeah, that that's our that's our last difference. I I wasn't no, confident I confident in this one. I just. Um, Kansas City's had two big games to start the year. You know, and uh, they got to go to the West Coast now. I, I just, to me, like, their offense is a lot of trickery stuff. Like, they, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, they don't, they got guys that can make plays, Hunt and Hill and Kelsey are really good. But it's all on gimmicks. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, face you know reverse what, no? face. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, jet sweep action, and they run that Kelsey shovel pass, like, three times in the game. Yeah. I got to say, though, through two weeks, I think the Chiefs are actually my favorite team to watch. Really? As surprising as that is, and I think this is why, for the first time in really my entire life, through two weeks of, of football I've enjoyed watching college more than NFL. And the Chiefs just kind of remind me of the college team. Apparently you haven't watched your readers the first two weeks I feel like like a college type of game because they're off at just, this line as uh Well, remember, I I only caught like half of the the week one early games because the power was going out. And they didn't show much of them on red zone last week. They were ahead uh, by a million points the whole game against the Jets. Uh, but I, I, I mean, Kansas City's really good. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, i I will say this. I said, th- I think if someone put a gun to my head and said, take the the two best teams in the league, I think the Raiders and the Chiefs would be my top two. Really. I think so. And that that's a combination of factoring in what I've seen through two weeks and what I project for the rest of the year. Uh, I, I'm, I'm retroactively taking back all the bad stuff I said about the Chiefs before the season started, and I'm just going to pretend that I'm still saying everything I said about them last year during the playoffs, where I thought their ceiling might be a little higher than we were giving them credit for. They, I don't know. It, it looks like – like, this is definitely peak Alex Smith. These are the best weapons that he's had. As you said last week, Kareem Hunt looks like Marshall Falk. <laughs> I don't know. I just I think this is a really good football team. I think that the yeah. best teams in the league are in the AFC West. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be a duel for the end, let me tell you. they. <laughs> They're both very good, and I can't wait till they play. All right, so we, we're different on that one. I have Kansas City. You have L.A. Uh, Sunday Night Football. Your Oakland Raiders two and zero at the one and one Washington Redskins. The Raiders a three point favorite on the road, and we both like Oakland. Won't be close, and for, and for good reason. It won't, like I really don't like it. Won't be close. Like. They just have way too many weapons for Washington. Like, I mean, Washington might score 17, but the Raiders will just score until they, have, until they don't have to score no more. This just really, can't, you can't cover them. Like, you can't cover them. They got too many. They could run, and they, and they got too many guys <laughs> that they can throw the ball to. Washington's in big trouble. I got to say, I, you know me – I'm big into the narrative aspect of how every season works out. I like a good story. This feels like your team's year. They're, you know, how They're, I, are, I usually they like to play down, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like to get too excited about my team, but watching them, I'm extremely confident. Like, like to me, I mean, people might think I'm crazy, but if, if somebody said right now you got to pick a quarterback to lead your team for the next ten years, I would say give me Derek Carr, would not even hesitate. I, I would, I would actually completely agree with that. I mean, he's just phenomenal. He has complete control of the offense. He's very smart. Um, like I said, they got a great offensive line. They just got weapons, you can't. I and mean, it's just you have to pick your poison on how you want to guard them. And they could play either way. I mean, if you want to let them run the ball, they're just going to run the ball. And they got no problems with that. But I have to say my favorite part of the game last week was they got the ball first and goal. And the Jets just stacked the line because they're going to give it to Lynch. And they just got everybody at the line. So Carr calls calls the audible. And the audible was Seattle. Seattle. The throw on the goal line. (laughs) That was nice. That was a nice touch. That's a, see, that's what I'm saying, though. But If we're looking at it from, like, a, a storytelling perspective, you look at last year, they were the overachievers all year. They were the, the team that everyone still in love with. They were, you know, a year or two ahead of schedule. And then second to last week of the year, Carr breaks his leg, and, and any shot of of advancing in the playoffs is out the window. And this year, it just seems like not only have they come back hungrier, but there's like a certain swagger to them. Yeah, through two weeks, like I, I, I love the Marshawn Lynch edition. Adi- he, like that, just puts it over the top. It, Carlos, you remember what I said during the first podcast what did you about him? How last year, what did I say? Last year they um, I don't know, something to the fact of last year they hoped to win, but this year they expect. You know what I mean? This year, yeah, it's, they expect. I mean, win, you know what I mean? Like they, they took care of business both weeks. They just looked really good, and it's just like they expect to to look really good. They expect to win, and that's I don't know. To me, it's like it feels a little like that Seattle year where they they got a taste of the playoffs and they lost in the second round and then the next year they came back and they're so much better and they they kicked the shit out of Denver in the Super Bowl like it just feels like it might be one of those years where it's their year from start to finish or the young up and coming team and we just know it. i mean everyone loved that Seattle team all year long yeah, I and feel like I feel like it's going to be the same way with Oakland. It's just going to be they're they're going to be twelve and 4, 13 and three. They're going to slip up a couple times along the way just because they have a really tough, very tough long schedule, <laughs> and really they play in a, and they play in the best division in the league. But you know, I think that having a division rival like Kansas City is a good thing because it it pushed Seattle when they had San Francisco to go up against. Yeah yeah you know what I mean so like you you have that you have that measuring stick when you yeah. have Denver to go up against, and they were they won the Super Bowl two years ago, like that's who they're measuring themselves against, and now they're at that level i don't know I think it's really exciting to see and there there haven't been a lot of bright spots in the n f l this year, but watching the Raiders has definitely been one of them yeah they're <laughs> <laughs> like, I know they're my favorite team, so of course they're fun for me to watch, but just as an NFL fan, like, they're a fun team to watch, like, they have so many offensive weapons, and then you know, they they play like an aggressive style defense where they blitz a lot and they got Khalil Mack, and you know, they, they just they're just a fun team, and I'm, you know, I'm hoping they could survive the whole year without any you know, major injuries like they had last year, and just to see what happens, because I think they're really, really good. I would agree with all that. I'm very happy for you that you have a good football team in your life. <laughs> it's been a long time, so. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to have to live vicariously through you this year. <laughs> That's fine. We, we, we've we done that before, so. Yes, this is true. All right, last up, the 1-1 Dallas Cowboys visiting the 1-1 Arizona Cardinals kind of a this might end up being a very blah game. Just based on what we saw from Dallas last week and Arizona over the first two Cowboys are favored by three. I like Dallas, but I like I don't know. Dallas as well. I I don't know. I think I think a lot of people I don't know. I, I think that Dak Prescott train is going a little too fast. Like, don't get me wrong, I think he had an incredible year last year. And, But, I mean, I heard him getting compared to Joe Montana and, and this guy and that guy, and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, he's not even the focal point of their offense. Like, if they can't run the ball, like, how good could he be? And you saw last week when they couldn't run the ball what happened. Like, he was not very good. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's fair to say that the Cowboys have their quarterback of the future, but let's cool it a little bit before we start anointing him one of the, the best guys in the league. We we need yeah. at least more than, than 20 games of a body of work. Um, like, to me, I hear, like, people talking more good things about Dak Prescott than Derek Carr. And like to me it's not even close. Like Derek for no. to me is a way better quarterback than Dak Prescott. I would agree. Um with that said, we we both like Dallas. We are picking the final score to this game in case there's a tie this week. Uh what do you have for your final score? Uh I got twenty three to ten, Dallas. All right. I had twenty seven to nineteen. Dallas. So what are we gonna do? Total points off? Yeah, by, just like, by yeah, each team. Just, yeah, I mean if it comes down to it, hopefully we won't have to worry about that. <laughs> and, and that's a big headache. Yeah. <laughs> For the hell of it, I was thinking about just changing one of my picks so that way we <laughs> we had an odd number. I, <laughs> I was just gonna say hell with it and and slip from freaking Cleveland and Indianapolis and just hope that you'll be percent to do something more than Scott Tolzien ever did. Um so that's it. That's the the week three slate. A few good ones on there. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to uh the Tennessee Seattle game. I'm looking forward. Um Detroit Atlanta. Detroit Atlanta should be really good, yes. Um, Kansas City LA could be fun. Kansas City LA should be fun. Of course, I'm looking forward to the Sunday night game. Um, and I'm looking Sunday night, Sunday night, no mercy, WWE. Yes, we, there is a pay per view which I'll be watching after the football game. So, um, that's the raw one, correct? Yes, that's raw. That's the co main event with. Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman and Roman and Cena. Man, you know, we missed the boat. We should have made no mercy predictions as the tiebreaker. (laughs) (laughs) It's Brock and Roman, right? Those are the two winners. Uh, You think Brock's going to win? I think so. From everything I've read, they're they're still – planning on Roman versus Brock in the main event at WrestleMania. Really? So Lesnar's going to have the title this whole year? I guess so. To me, this is – they have on a silver platter. What you do is you – if you really want to give Roman another WrestleMania moment because he's main evented the last three – and you're really still convinced that he's like the future of the company. You have Cena beat him. You have Lesnar beat Roman. You have Cena beat Lesnar for the belt. Cena gets his redemption on Lesnar because Lesnar's beaten him for the title so many times. Uh-huh. And then you have the the Cena rematch at WrestleMania. I think that would tear the house down. I think that would have a great match. And you know what you do? You know what you do in that match? You have Triple H, Screw Over Cena. Or the and, Shield Reunite or something like that. Well, you could do that. You could have the Shield Reunite. Or you just go all the way with Roman being a heel. You have Triple H and Vince and Stephanie all come down. They screw over Cena. It's the And then Roman's your, your biggest heel in the company. That's what I'd do. Yeah, and if anybody from WWE is listening, I'm very available to be on your creative team. You can drop, <laughs> drop everything. I'll drop st- everything. I'll still write for Hardwood and Hollywood because I love these guys. Um, but everything else, I'll drop. Going, going right to uh, Stanford, Connecticut? Sure. I-, I can work from home, right? <laughs> I just give them my ideas. I, I write the script for the show at home, give them my ideas. I don't need to be there. Oh, you don't need to be there? You're just going to work from home. <laughs> or I, No, here's what I'll do. I'll work from home, and I'll fly to wherever Raw is every every Monday night. That and be fly there, back. So, so we're going to we're gonna need to negotiate a private jet in my contract. Can have the WWE jet for you? Yeah. CM Punk negotiated that and his contract
1: on he Monday did? night,
0: Raw <laughs> in the storyline in 2011. Oh, but oh. until I until I get that WWE creative job, I have uh, I've got an MBA column coming on Friday. Have got this is us coverage all throughout the 2017-18 TV season. Like I said, I've got my top 50 NBA players countdown coming at the beginning of October, and with my NFL-watching homie, Paul Clark, I'll be back next week to talk about the week for NFL games. Paulie, thank you for joining me. This was fun. It's always fun, buddy, and uh, hopefully one of these weeks you can get a W on me because I feel bad, but (laughs) it shut me out, so... (laughs) You know, it's only through two. What, they, what yeah. did I, what I say? Oh, and two teams what, still make the playoffs 12% of the time, right? I'm good. Yeah, you're good. You're like, you could be like the, I think the last, I think the 07 Giants started 0 oh and 2, so. And they won the Super Bowl. Yes. So I'm in, I'm in good shape. I've got you right where I want you. Yeah, I mean, it's been one game each week, so. I'm right there. You're right, you're right there. You're right there. I have yeah. only some questionable ones this week, so I think you might have me, so the door is open. I'm feeling good about this week actually. I think I I think I get up to a winning record for the first time all year. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, bud. Next week we'll talk again soon. Thank you. All right, Bud. Talk to you later. Alright, have a good night. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW proof. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.